Good morning, and you're listening to Clustered. So normally I don't record in the morning, but uh, it is 8.01 in the morning where I am, and everyone listening is probably like on their commute or whatever, and they're just like, wow, Pepper, it's 8 in the morning where you are, and you're just chilling, recording your podcast. What about me? I'm on my commute. It's 5 a.m. And to you, I say, I'm sorry. Hey guys, I just want to talk to you guys about listener support real quick. So you can go to anchor.fm slash clustered slash support and you can pay 99 cents per month, $4.99 or $9.99 and that helps me put out more content. Right now, I really need a new chair. That's just a personal problem, but it helps me because if I don't have a chair, I can't sit at my desk and record this. But anyway... If you want to contribute, no pressure, but it would be really helpful to me. Um, I haven't really decided what you get if you contribute, um, but if you want, you can get a personal email. You can get a personal letter from me. I'll do whatever you want, not whatever you want, but you know what I mean. So if you want to support, again, go to anchor.fm slash clustered slash support, and you can support the podcast and find my eternal love forever. But if it's any consolation, I actually woke up at 6.40. So I'm not, like, just getting up at 8 o'clock. Not that there's anything wrong with just getting up at 8 o'clock because, like, your girl's into that. I like that. Pepper's into that. Um, But no. Uh, If you are awake at 5 a.m. and you're driving, be safe. Um, Be careful. Don't pause and unpause this podcast with... uh, your eyes away from the road. Be safe. Anyway, on to your commute. This week's topic is Dungeons and Dragons. So now the shorthand of Dungeons and Dragons is D&D. Once you hear this sound in the background, that's me fiddling with my sweatshirt zipper. So apologies, I am a fidgeter. So if you've never heard of D&D, it's a real cool game, kind of, where it is solely based in the theater of the mind. Now you can have a board and you can have game pieces, but there's no um, visuals really, besides if your DM, Dungeon Master, um, creates visuals such as figurines and stuff like that. Uh, now, in my particular case of playing D&D, there are mats we use. We have a mat. We have miniatures, which are actually really cool. Um, so we use those. And then you can actually personalize your miniature. There's actually a website. Um, I think it's called Ironforge. Uh, but you can like actually like customize your mini if you're the type of person who does long campaigns. Um, So you can, like, you know, if you want to be, like, a certain race, a certain class, whatever, you can just customize. It's really cool. Sponsor me. Just kidding. Um, So one of the biggest things about D&D is that you have to have one major thing to play. Everything else is pretty... um, non-obligatory to need, but the biggest thing you need are dice. 
you will need a full set of dice. And actually, you can get them for really cheap which is nice. You can either support local and go and try to find like, cause there's little gamer shops. They're less popular now, but there's little gamer shops that have them. And you can also go to uh, Amazon and they have so many dice and you can either get like, you know, 15 dice sets for like $16 or you can get one dice set for like five. Um, if you're like me and you believe in dice jail, get the more get get more dice sets because like I will literally stop using an entire dice set if I get like two twos or two ones, I just give up on them. So if you're like me, then you're gonna do that. Um, but yeah, dice are really important. You can get pretty ones or plain ones or whatever you're feeling. Um, but that is the most important part of. D&D is that you have to have dice because without dice you can't play. So my history with D&D is now fairly large but originally I only played it when I was like really little like casually with a friend's older brother when he was playing with his friends. Um, So that was my first little dip in the pool Um, and it was so cool you know like they had the mat they had the minis they had like because you can get dungeons And they had, like, dungeon pieces and stuff like that. And it was the coolest thing. And I was obsessed ever since. But it's hard to find your type of gamers, if you will. So before you can even think about playing D&D, you have to have a group that wants to play D&D. And that can be hard to find. Because you got to have somebody who can make the commitments, whether that be once a week, twice a week, whatever you want to play. And not only that, but they got to have at least, I would say, to have a good run to get somewhere in your game, at least five hours. You can go more, but you have to have at least five hours that you can block out of your week where you go and you just hang out and you play D&D. So start with that when if you're wanting to DM or if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, make sure you're finding people who can make the commitment to play. Because if you can't play with them, you're not going to get anywhere, and that's going to be frustrating. Not only that, but if they can't do the time commitment, their character can't progress. Thus, your campaign cannot progress, and thus, you can't progress as a character. And that can be frustrating. But yeah, so even if you're a strong boy or if you're a glass cannon... It doesn't matter because if you're not progressing, you can't get stronger. So even if you keep playing on a regular basis and you're, you know, you're going every week and you're doing your your lifts essentially with your character, you're not going to get anywhere and that's going to be frustrating. So let's take a quick moment and kind of go through what uh, races you could be and then I'll go over classes as well. So the races have actually gotten to be a longer list when I was younger. Like I said, when I was playing, it was just, I think, four, which was elf, human, dwarf, gnome. And I think that was it. But now you can be an Arankar, an Arakora, not sure, but they're eagle people, basically. Um, so they're like a minotaur, except um, not with a bull head. It's a eagle head. It's pretty cool. They have wings. They actually have a flying speed. 
So if you're into that, you can fly. I think there's a level, though, that you have to be at in order to fly. I'm not for sure, though. Then you have an Asimar. Those are like celestial people. Uh, you have a bugbear. That is like a goblin. They're kind of like gross looking. Um, centaur. Everybody knows what a centaur is. A dragonborn. That's uh, like dragon in look. Um, they don't have tails, which is always sad for me because I think they should have tails because dragons have tails. Um, there's an elfatine which is kind of like Vishnu in the way that it's like the same concept as a minotaur, except the same thing. It has an elephant head as opposed to a, um, ox, not, not an ox, sorry. Um, bullhead. Um, then you have an elf. Everybody knows what an elf is. Um, a fur bog. Those are like big, ugly, elfy boys. You have a genasi. Those are skinny boys. You have a Gelth, which is, again, another skinny boy. Uh, you have a gnome, so small boy. You have a goblin, a goliath, a half-elf, a half-orc, a halfling, hobgoblin, a human, a kaneku, which those are really cool. Those are crow people. And um, the only thing is they are very hard to play. I'd love to see someone play them. But they're super hard because they can only speak through things they've heard. So, yes, if you talk to your DM and you're like, hey, I've read every single book in the entire world, so I know all the words, so I can copy all the words. I mean, I don't think a DM would let that happen, but still. But, yeah, you can only speak through mimicking. So, if somebody was like, hey, let's go to the bar, the Kaneku would be like, hey, let's go to the bar in the person's voice. It's really cool. Um, you also have... Kobold, which are those, like, if you played World of Warcraft, they're the ones that hold the candle, and they're like, my candle! Um, you have lizard folk, which are small boys, I think, and they're just lizard people, so I think those are cool. They're kind of like um, Argonians in uh, Skyrim, or the whole Elder Scrolls, I guess. Um, you can be a Minotaur now. You can be an Orc. You can be a serpent blood, which is like snake people. You can be a tabaxi. Those are cat people. But they only have one type of skin. Um, they're not like cats or Khajiits. Um, again, sorry for the Skyrim reference. But yeah, they don't have different skin tones. It's just a straight up like cheetah kind of thing. Um, and then you have a tiefling. Those are like half devils. And they have different skin tones. They can be, like, blue. They can be purple. They can be red. They have horns. They're really cool. There's a triton. Those are, like, mermaid people. There's a turtle, which is turtle people. And there's a valdekin, which those are, like, purple people. They're kind of similar to um, a mind flayer. They're, like, purple and, like, they don't have any hair, and they're kind of, like, expressionless. But those are also very cool. And then for classes, we have Barbarian, which are, like, the big heavy hitters. They actually don't wear armor. I've played a couple Barbarians. Love them. You have Bard, so those are the singing ones. They sing shit at you. Cleric. I've played a million Clerics. I love Clerics. They're one of my favorites. Um... They're super good, and you always need a Healy Boy on your team, because if you don't have healers, it's not good. 
Um, you have druids, which are also kind of healy boys if they want to be, but they can transform into animals. Um, the current, uh, I'll go over my characters that I'm currently working on right now, but that's one of the ones I'm working on right now. Um, fighter, so they're like quick and fighty, obviously. A monk, so those guys solely fight with their hands. It's badass. Um, a paladin, same thing as the cleric, kind of, except they're heavy hitters. Now, you can be a heavy hitter if you are a cleric, but it's really hard because you're more so meant to be more of, like, charismatic with wisdom and intelligence. Oh, I should go over stats, too, huh? Um, but, yeah, you're supposed to use your stats... Uh, that are not related to strength, more so with a cleric. But I have had a cleric that was a heavy hitter. I'll explain her in a minute. Um, then you have a rogue. So those are sneaky boys. Those boys are the ones that roll like a 32 stealth. You have rangers, so they can have, they're like, you know, archers with pets, like a bear or something. Um, and then you have a sorcerer. So those are glass cannons. So that boy's going to get his shit rocked if he gets too close. But far away, he'll be doing good. Like, there's one that's called, like, Chromatic Orb. That can knock anybody real quick. Um, warlock. So you're going to have different breeds of Warlock. But um, basically, they have a patron, which is somebody they consult with. And the patron talks to them, and they can be good or bad. Generally speaking, they lean the bad way, but they don't have to. And lastly, you have a wizard, which if you don't know what wizard is... Maybe watch some Harry Potter. But all in all, like, there are lots of classes, and I've played several classes. Like, let's see, I've played a Barbarian, I've played a Bard, I've played a Cleric, I'm playing a Druid, um, I've been a Paladin, I've been a Rogue, uh, and that's it. Yeah, so ra uh, races and classes are super cool. Um, they really make your character, they really create a character, um, you can literally pick solely just your race and your class first and then make a character. Some people like to name their characters. Some people like to do their stats first and then pick. But most of the time what I do is I pick a race and a class first and then I create a character. So let's talk about a few of the campaigns I've been in. One of the campaigns I was in for over a year uh, it was where I was a cleric. My name was Sonora. And I was pretty freaking cool. Despite the fact that I didn't really understand how to uh, play the game at first. Like stats and how modifiers work and stuff like that. But she was a cleric. And she had a claymore. And that was what I wanted. I wanted her to have a shield and a claymore. And her to be a big ass woman she was like an she was a drow and she was I think she was like six foot and she was super strong like I think she had a 17 in strength and she was always going up and people my favorite thing was to make her pick people up because she could and she was such a cool character and I loved her and I'm really sad that I don't play her anymore because I was really attached. But I learned that I'm more of like a paladin-based character way. The way I play is because I want to be able to make all the hits and everything. 
which Sonora could, but I feel like I may have sacrificed her abilities in other ways uh, in order to be a strong boy to make sure I could get the hits. Um, but I was very good at healing with her. And clerics are an excellent class to play because they're not that hard. The only thing is, if you're going to play a cleric, you have to be aware that it's a cleric, which means you have to heal your teammates. If you don't remember to heal your teammates, they will die. So you got to be, like, checking everybody out. What I used to do, which up to DM's discretion, it's what I used to do, though, is when we got into a battle, I would... Um, make a basically a layout of where all the enemies were and then I would write down our party and I would keep track of how many hits everybody had taken and their HPs not their HPs because that would be cheating but like their um how much damage they had taken and how they were doing on like health and um and then I do the same for the enemies so and it kind of helps because you know if you are a lower level most enemies have like up to 70 health. So you can like keep track of that. You know, he's at 30. Um, some DMs will let you ask how the person is looking. So they might be like, oh, he's looking rough. Or like, oh, he seems unfazed from your attack. But it's up to DM discretion. Some DMs think that, think that that is cheating. Some DMs don't. But most of the time you can get away with it. After I stopped playing, though, Sonora, I did try to move her over to a new game, except I didn't keep her as Sonora. I changed her name to Lenora, and I tried to transform her into a paladin because I felt, I myself and the DM felt like that she would be more suited to a paladin-like play. Um, I did enjoy using her as a paladin. She was very strong. Um... But paladins are harder. I should warn you. Paladins are harder because they have a different thing than clerics. Clerics have healing spells. And clerics have a lot of healing spells. Paladins are more for getting into the action and beating the shit out of people. So they have less healing despite the fact that they're still healers. I think for your level, you have five healing points. So it's where as a cleric has spells and then you can roll to see how much you can heal... Um, a paladin just has singularly, like, five points. So if you're level one, you have five points. If you're level two, you have ten points. If you're level three, so on and so forth. And that can be a problem when you're used to using spells all the time and having access to spells. And paladins have the spells, but they have less spells. So it can be a problem. So if you're planning on playing a paladin or a cleric, Think of how much healing you want to be doing. Do you want to be the team healer? Do you want to take on that responsibility? Because if you don't, be a paladin. If you do, be a cleric. So next I'm going to talk about background a little bit. And background is actually much cooler now. Actually, if you read the Xanthor's Guide, which is a book. So you're going to need the handbook if you're playing D&D. You will need the handbook, absolutely. You don't necessarily need the other ones because you can find PDFs of them. But you do need the handbook. Because a physical handbook is always necessary. Um, but to talk about background, uh, you have alkalites, which are like traveling um, priests and clergy and stuff. Um, you have a charlatan, which are like, uh, not the slut shame, but sluts. Um, so they're used to getting their way through their bodies. You have city watch, clan crafter, 
a courtier, uh, you have an entertainer, a folk hero, uh, you have a hermit, a haunted one, an inheritor, a knight, a mercenary, a noble, an outlander, a sage, a sailor, a soldier, an urchin. Now, I will say most of the time I play acolytes. Here's why. An acolyte really goes with who I generally pick, which are clerics, paladins, and they're usually related to churches and they will be generally traveling. So it makes it really easy to ease you into a game because you go with the game because you can go anywhere. You can be like, oh, I'm a traveling cleric. Oh, I'm a traveling paladin or whatever. Whereas other things are harder, like an urchin, you don't have really any connections because you're off the street, you're, you were born on the street, you were left on the street, whatever. There are so many things that make it so an urchin isn't easy to play. I always have trouble with urchins. Um, I do also somewhat enjoy nobles. Those are cool. So you get um, a signet ring in your um, pack of stuff. And then you can, like, flash it when you want to. You can be like, I am a duke. Let me into this party. And then you're led into a party. So I'm realizing now this is going to be a long topic. So now we're going to talk about stats. Now, the stats you can have are relatively simple. They are as follows. Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Now, I'm sure everybody knows what charisma is. I'm sure everybody knows what strength is. May or may not know what dex is. Um, but constitution is like several different things. Constitution is if you're, you know, drinking. It's to see if you get drunk, if you throw up, if you pass out. Um, for intelligence, that's not necessarily... Um, just how smart you are. It's also, like, if you have street smarts or not. Common sense. If you're going to get your party killed, are you going to run into battle because you have low intelligence and so you don't think about the consequences of your actions? Whereas wisdom is, like, you know, book smart, you know, you know a lot of stuff, you can um, remember a lot of stuff, you might have advantage with a lot of checks because you know a lot of stuff. Um... So, for example, I just made a little character using an app here. Um, you can have many different proficiencies in different um, skills. But your basic skills are athletics. So that's like jumping over stuff, pulling stuff up, picking stuff up. Acrobatics, which is getting yourself out of things. Sleight of hand, which is stealing things. Stealth, which is sneaking. Um, arcana, magic. History, which is like, you know, did uh, dragons exist once? Investigation, that's like you lift a piece of paper or you're checking out a room or whatever. Um, nature, which is nature. Religion, religion. Um, animal handling, that's like if you want to get a pet bird, you got to be like able to be like, hey, bird, let's be friends. Um, insight, that's knowing if somebody's lying to you or not. 
medicine, which is like to heal some, not heal somebody like, but medically take care of them, stabilize them, help their wounds, make sure they don't bleed out. Perception, which is like, you know, do you see the giant monster or do you not? Um, survival, that's like um, making a fire, making food, hunting, stuff like that. Um, getting through a forest. Um, deception, lying. Intimidation, scaring people. Performance, that's like, so there's a couple different things. That could just be like um, you're pretending to be hurt or you're a bard and you are doing a performance. Um, and then persuasion, which is obviously convincing people that you are not lying. Um, but there's a lot of skills, and then you can have proficiencies in those skills, so you could be even better at them based on advantages that your character has. I just went and grabbed my actual physical character sheet for Poe, which is my new character. She is a tiefling. Um, now, like I said, those are like demonic characters. They will um, be able to speak infernal, which is a language. Um, they also can speak, well, she can speak Druidic because she is a Druid. And then she's also going to be able to speak common. And she actually has two extra languages that I get to pick. So that's going to be a fun time. I always struggle with that. Um, but she is a Druid. We are going to be a level four. And her background is going to be Acolyte, but I have to actually look into Xanthers to kind of pick her actual background. Now, the cool part about the, the Xanthers is that, um... Now you can like literally roll like if you had parents, if your parents died, if you were abandoned, do you have siblings? Uh, you lived in a small town, a big town, whatever. Lots of options. And so that's really exciting because I love background things about characters. Also, there's always the part of the characters where you can um, do their personality bonds their personality flaws, and their personality... Oh, I can't think of the last thing. But it's their personality traits. Oh, there we go. Personality traits. And so that would be like, for example, you would roll, I think it's a D8 or a D6, and it whatever you get, so like a 7, the answer would be like, I often judge people quickly. And then that's a personality trait you have. And then personality bond uh, would be like, again, you roll, you get like a four. And it's like, oh, uh, I struggle to trust people because I think I am better than everyone. And then personality flaw is obviously your flaw. So that would be like, I have trouble not lying to people randomly. Or something like that. And so it's really cool. You can really make a very custom character um, based on the content coming out right now. But anyway, to go back to Poe, uh, her name is Poetry. Um, that is her virtue name, which is a thing for tieflings. They will try to fit into normal society. Sometimes they do infernal names. Um but I felt like Poe would be the type who would try to fit into normal society. So she is named Poetry, and that is her vir virtue name. And as a tiefling, she's pretty freaking cool. She can see in the dark, which is awesome. She has fire resistant, and she can cast several 
uh, cantrips and spells because of her uh, cult following. And she is a follower of Ferna. And it's really cool. You can... Um, I didn't realize that there was so many traits, but uh, so her lineage is Fern or Ferna. And so that gives her the ability to really talk to people, make them her puppets. She's very into manipulation, but she tries to use it in a good way. She's a good character. She's chaotic good. I always play good characters. I've always wanted to play an evil evil character because um, the group that I play with, um, my partner also plays in, and, and they are also very good at being evil characters. They're always up to no good. Um, but I just cannot play an evil character. I have tried so many times, and I found out that I am just one of those people who altruistically have to play a good character. Because I will inevitably do something good. Like, I just can't... Like, for example, if we see a child drowning, I can't just be like, not my problem. Um... I have to go save the child. So, um, it really frustrates the group that I am always concerned with what is around us. And if someone is in pain or someone is suffering, I can't just ignore it. And it's a big thing. But I guess that's a good thing that I can't ignore when someone's in pain. But yeah, I really enjoy, um playing D&D and I am very excited to try Poe. We're trying her on Saturday and I'm really excited. I really need to get her background down and get her um, past all written out and everything so she's good in that. Um, I'm really nervous because I've never played a druid and I'm really scared because like I said I'm really used to being a healer and druids like I said can heal but they're less so healers. Um, But I really struggle with not being able to help And honestly, I feel like a lot of the time, uh, if you don't have a healer in your group, it's really hard uh, to play because you get caught. Um, If you get hurt, you have to rest up and everything, whereas a healer can just, you know, cure wounds, you're good. Um, So that's kind of my only frustration with being a druid. But I wanted to play something different because I always play a cleric or a paladin. And as much as I enjoy them and I'm really good at them and I'm really used to them, I wanted something different. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on D&D. I really love D&D. I really love talking about it and getting people into it. Um, so hopefully this inspires you to make your own game and become the DM you've always wanted to be. If you're struggling to kind of like find your way, there's a lot of resources on YouTube. Um, Critical Role is a great one. And there's another one. Sorry, I had to go look that up, but it's Matthew Colville. Um, He has great ones like Your First Adventure, Running the Game, number one. There's a lot. I mean, honestly, I just looked up on YouTube how to be a good DM and relatively quickly, I found exactly what I was looking for. So it's not that hard to find resources to learn and get better at the game. Um, But uh, The main thing is, is you have to remember that you're going to struggle to find your way at first because if you are playing with someone and a group who has never played D&D and you've never DM'd, it's going to be a struggle. 
But if you really resource it first and find it, and actually there's pre-made campaigns. So if you're not really like into, you know, making your own um, world with its own cities, with your own maps and stuff like that, if you don't want to do that, that's cool. They're pre-made. Like you can do Curse of Strahd, which is what um, one of our friends did for a DMing one for us. And it was a quick, easy, pre-made thing that he could read off of and made it really simple for us. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Clustered. This is Pepper. Have a great night.